0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask the question, uh, nostalgia beer goggles, was the past actually better? We have a list of pros and cons of living now versus then, and we're trying to get down to the uh, quintessential question of... Are we living in worse times than we used to, or is there something just simply clouding our perspective? At the end of the day, Rebecca and I, yeah, we miss the past. We miss the old ways and the old days, of course. But at the end of the day, we want to kind of find out whether or not that's all in our head, or is that uh, actual or some version of the two? We decided to turn this into a two-part episode because I just thought it was too much good stuff to waste. And so we're going to split this into two parts uh, because, frankly, we have a list of pros and cons and we didn't want it to go to waste. There's too much good stuff here. If you want to contribute to the cause, come on over to my Linktree. That's Linktree forward slash Chef Comedy. You can always pitch in to my Patreon or uh, any of my various tip jars. We appreciate all your support and help. And you can also help us by sharing the show with your friends on social media. Oh, that helps us so much. But if you could contribute a buck or two per month, it would go a long way into helping us feel good and to help uh, steady the, the brand so that we can continually grow and get better for you guys. So let's take a stroll down memory lane and talk about nostalgia. We'll tell you what it is and what it's all about and whether it's good or bad for you and let's begin. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy and today, ladies and gentlemen, it is my an uh, absolute pleasure to welcome my co-host. She's the host with the most, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello. Hello. So you folks, how you guys doing? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. Today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the topic of the day is today's topic is nostalgia goggles. Is the past actually better? Than it is nowadays, or do we just have beer goggles for the past? And that's what we're going to explore. Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir rebob. <laughs> so, uh, first, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a mental health and health update for Rebecca and I. Uh, first of all, I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago. I had injured my neck, uh, and uh, she is uh, willing to help me a little bit in the pain management category uh, with a tiny, tiny bit of meds for those worst, worst days. And I'm just very grateful for that. So it's great that when you get older, that finally, finally, doctors realize that you're not just some drug seeker, but that you actually have a chronic pain condition. And while I would, I try every other therapy in the world besides meds. Um, at the end of the day, when you're fibroing out, sometimes you just need that salve, that, just something to calm those nerves.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: When they go out of control, yeah. So it's just good to have a little extra help in that category when I need it. Not so much that it would lead down the road to problems, but just enough where it, it just kind of helps relieve you those worst pain days. I'm really quite grateful. First of all, I mean, she's so nice. She's a kind person, and I just find doctors nowadays, or some of them are just so fucking stuffy and full of themselves. It's like, they think they're shat from the gods, like, we can't read articles, or we can't memorize symptoms. As if, like, ooh, you're a fancy doctor who makes good money, and we're we we, we we're just not worthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons I got out of the medical field. So. Well. And I, you know, I don't
0: mean to pick on doctors. We they're a necessary thing in our society. It's just that how many of these guys went to charm school, man. I mean, the whole fucking point. I mean, I was a when I was in the army, I wasn't a medic, but I was a medic in the sense that I had dual training. I was an ammunition specialist, but I could also work in the Charlie field where I had medical training and first aid and all these different things. Hence, why I got in uh, when I was a civilian, I, I became an EMT. But the whole point of getting into healthcare is to help people, help humanity. And you would think people like, you know, Rand Paul, like, why in the fuck are you a doctor? You can't stand people. Like, it just feels to me like it's just a way to feel special, a way to feel mighty, and a way to kind of sort of separate yourself from the uh, the, sw- the swine of regular folks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you can tell when those are the ones that that's their reasoning behind going into being a doctor.
0: Yeah, it's just a superiority trip, really, and 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 yet I don't think that all doctors are that way. Of course no, no, not. I not mean, that's the, yeah, you know, there's good cops. I mean, there's cops that do it because it gives them a sense of duty towards serving, uh, and then cops, some cops do it to sort of push their weight around or to push their conservative agenda it's like you know we don't need more trumpers with with badges and guns we need fucking thinkers and carers and lovers and healers who are trying to make our society more fair more uh, good and more decent and and that's all i i expect out of anyone regardless of your profession yeah definitely
1: you know what i mean yeah
0: anyways so uh yeah and so i'm just very grateful though i'm i'm very grateful that the doctor understands me and relates to me and knows that uh, I'm coming correct. And when I think that's just it. Energetically, when you come correct with people, they tend to reciprocate in kind. And that's just what energy is intention is all about. And it, I try to test that theory in everything that I do, from friendships to authority figures to my audience, is that I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be myself. And uh, when my energy is good, when my intentions are right... Uh, your life will fall into its proper working order. Uh, it's just having faith in that, having faith in that process. And it seems to more times than not work out when I'm sincere, when I'm earnest, you know?
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah. But uh, tell the folks about your colonoscopy. Tell the folks what happened. You got your, um, your got your bum looked at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I did. Well, um, yeah, we had done those little, the cold guard the mail-in tests. And mine came back positive, which could be could be nothing, could be cancer, could be colop poly- polyps, could be yeah. Well, anything it, it could be nothing.
0: menstrual blood, or <laughs> it could be anal bleeding because of a, a, a what do you call it? Those a hemorrhoid could be a hemorrhoid.
1: So yeah, had to have the full on colonoscopy, and the mm-hmm. like you always hear from everyone the prep sucked. It's just that liquid, it's thick, it's thick gross, lime it's juice, disgusting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> But it cleans you out. That it does. So yeah. yeah. And the actual procedure was nothing because I was asleep. So Yeah.
0: I, I just get worried. I'm I'm a worry wart and I always worry. Anytime I put my, my myself or somebody I care about in the hands of somebody else where something could go wrong, my brain automatically goes to that place of it will go wrong. And it doesn't. I mean, anytime I fly, anytime I have surgery, anytime my mom or you have surgery, I'm just a worry ward. And it's not that I don't have trust in science. It's just that, you hear all these freak stories, and then you just freak yourself oh, out I over know. nothing. Yeah. You know and what I mean?
1: My, my co-workers told me a, <clears throat> a freak story of what happened to him. So, yeah. but then he comes in beforehand and tells you, you know, problems are like three out of a thousand. So, yeah. you know, pretty good odds.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> odds are one of those things where, you know,
1: it's just... Anyone can be that person. Anybody <laughs> so. could be that,
0: right. And I always assume it's going to be me, of course. <laughs> yeah,
1: but... <laughs> but It was fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. Um, No, apparently. So I'm waking up. I remember, uh, remember being wheeled out of the room and saying, thank you. Yeah. And then I remember coming into the room with you, but apparently I was talking all the way down the hall. You were talking the whole
0: time. And (laughs) I thought you were, I thought you were, uh, I thought that the nurse was talking to another nurse. And I hear it. I see that it's you. You're just a little chatterbox. (laughs) And I was like, and that's so funny because I mean, we're talking total introvert here and you're just talking like, like like Grandma Mabel yeah. talking about her secret recipe, you
1: know. And I don't know what I was talking about because I don't remember it.
0: Yeah, no, and then I tell yet. ask her, "Do you remember talking to the nurse?" She's like, "No, I don't." <laughs> I was talking to the nurse. Yeah, you were tra- chatting your little head <laughs> off, <laughs> but it was just to see you so animated after a procedure where you got knocked out. Because yeah. when I had a shoulder surgery, I mean, I was fucking numb. Well, you had <laughs> you had the
1: full on anesthesia. Like, yeah. where you had to have the the. The trait tube, tube and everything. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so mine was just a little bit in my IV and it just wears off so quickly. It wears quickly. off very quickly, yeah.
0: metabolizes very fast, yeah. Well, I'm just very glad and very thankful for it, you know, and that's kind of what this show today is all about, is I want to kind of explore nostalgia. Um Okay, you so you raised your hand and I paused for nothing. <laughs> um, she wants to tell you that it came out fine. Go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, everything was fine. It, it turned I thought to be we nothing. said that part, no, but okay. I said the you're actual right. procedure was fine. I thought we kind itself. of cleared the
0: air that everything... No, it, I think no. they would have known by now that it wasn't fine, Ed, because we said everything was fine. But okay, yeah, go ahead. Everything was fine. Go ahead.
1: You just said it, so...
0: <laughs> oh, lover's quarrels. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, no, I'm really, I'm just very grateful that it did turn out great because, you know, like I said, I'm a worrier and um, life is scary and it's just, you just always know someday your card's going to get pulled and the universe is going to look at you and go, you, you know, like Freddy Krueger, you. And you're like, no, not me, help! You know what I mean? And 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 so I'm just always worried about that. So I'm just grateful for our health. Uh, it just makes me feel good to know that you know, one less thing to worry about.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: Yeah, but you know, and I, I crack wise, but no, it, it's sincerely in my heart. I'm just so grateful that I have you. I'm grateful that we have what we have, and uh, just you know, life. I, you know, life is becoming such a shit show that I often wonder whether or not uh, nostalgia goggles is a real thing. Like. I, what was the past really better, or are we just all sort of getting worse? <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And I want to explore all that scientifically, emotionally, psychologically. Uh, we have a list of pros and cons of living back then versus uh, versus now. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But we do want. I do want to start with an article that should set this up quite nice, and uh, and I want to kind of explore nostalgia. What is it? Why is it? Is it good for us and at the end of the day um you know like i said are times actually better in the old days or is that so is that a part of the mat, maturation process where everybody just feels like their childhood was better because i mean you i bet you if you asked parents in the 80s was it better then they're probably like i made seven bucks an hour no it wasn't better
1: yeah, so I exactly. want to just
0: really explore, was it actually better and to what extent? And maybe we can really, at the end of this show, parcel out exactly what it is that makes it feel better. And, and is that real? Is that a real thing? Or hindsight is always twenty mm-hmm. twenty. you yep. know what I mean? Okay, so this article is called iScience, kind of like iRobot, but it's iScience. It's uh, from the UK. iScienceMag.co.uk Uh, it says, do you remember when the purpose of nostalgia? So it kind of just starts off. It says, Laura Bello Rodriguez invites us to take a trip down memory lane, explaining some of the benefits of nostalgia for our mental health. Laura Bello Rodriguez, 19th February, 2021. Billie Jean by Michael Jackson starts playing. It's a Friday evening in June, 2019. You have just finished your last exams and are at a house party with your friends chatting, dancing and singing. Summer has begun. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, someone calls you from the other side of the room to help them cook dinner. It's your flatmate. This is British. (laughs) Flatmate. (laughs) Uh, You were brought back to 2021, where you're, you're locked at home in the middle of a pandemic. You were sitting on the sofa with your headphones on, listening to Billie Jean, daydreaming of these memories. God, how much I miss those times, you go say to yourself. I wish I could go back to that day. We've all felt nostalgia at some point or another, triggered by listening to a certain song, smelling a particular perfume, looking at an old picture, or having a conversation with a friend that starts with, hey, do you remember when? We all know how it feels, the bittersweet sensation of remembering a good experience from our past that we know we can't, we can't go back to. Mm-hmm. The word nostalgia comes from the Greek nostos, return, and algos, pain, like <laughs> return to pain, uh, literally meaning the suffering for the return or the home. The first description of the word back in uh, the 17th century was uh, therefore used as a synonym for homesickness. And I got that a lot when I first yeah. moved to Reading for the first time. It was my first big move. Oh my God, I was ill. I, I could bet. felt yeah, ill from, from the change, yeah. you know. And then you start realizing that it's all different, but then you get into this sort of like, oh, I still have food, I still have air, I still have people around me. You start to realize that it's just psychological, and you get used to it in a way. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it says, the first description of the word back in the ni- 17th century uh, was used as a synonym for homesickness. In fact, nostalgia was considered as a medical condition that Uh, featured other symptoms like an irregular heartbeat or anorexia. By the beginning of the 20th century, it was categorized as a psychiatric disorder accompanied by insomnia and anxiety. It wasn't until the end of the last century that homesickness was really separated from nostalgia. Now we all know that the former refers to the longing for the home, while the latter refers to the longing for certain past experiences. So there's Mm -hmm. that separation. However, not all memories feel nostalgic. They tend to be the ones when a person is surrounded by close friends and family and feels at the center of their interactions with them. Um, says, memories where we felt unconditionally loved and protected.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But what is the purpose of nostalgia? Dr. Uh, Christine Bacho, a professor of psychology at Le Moyne College in Syracuse, New York, explains in the Speaking of Psychology podcast. Uh-oh, competition. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of psychology podcast, that nostalgia is a unifying emotion. It unifies us with others, people who are or have been important in our lives, reinforcing our social bonds. Nostalgia can be more easily triggered when we feel negative emotions, especially ones like loneliness and lack of social support, and is a form of a coping mechanism. So it should come as no surprise if we catch ourselves feeling extra nostalgic lately, reminiscing of time's Before the pandemic, as we face the loneliness we feel during lockdown, for example. The unifying functions of nostalgia don't end there. This feeling also connects us to ourselves, helping us make sense of our own identity. Throughout our lives, uh, we are constantly evolving, experiencing changes which can be stressful or even scary at times. Those moments when we find ourselves reminiscing help us to remember who we have been, and who we are. It also serves as a way of keeping track of time, especially in important moments of life, reminding us of how quickly the time goes. Nostalgia is a powerful emotion that can boost our self-esteem, have a positive effect on the perception we have of ourselves and strengthen our social connections. This being said, people are often cautioned about living in the past, but can we really spend too much time reliving past experiences? I mean, that's what this show's mm-hmm. all about. We want to know, is it a good or a bad thing? Yeah. Dr. Botko says that this is generally not a problem for most people. The reason for this is in the bittersweetness of the feeling. Looking at it from an evolutionary perspective – The mix of positive and negative emotion serves us to revisit the past so we can learn from it without making us want to stay. Though there are some who uh, may feel trapped in the past at some point or others in their lives uh, who use nostalgia as a way to escape reality of a present they don't want to live in.
1: That absolutely makes sense.
0: Right, right. And you can kind of live there and not...
1: Mm -hmm. So uh, you it can know can be very unhealthy well
0: and and if you do live in the past like that, you may not be putting enough forward to create a new future, so you can yeah. create new memories, and mm-hmm. that's the problem is if you're always living in the past, you're not living in the future yeah. i think you know I think my aunt does that a little bit,
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah. some
0: people we all do it, but just to what extent and how often are we doing it to the point are we de- are we are we detrimenting our life as a result, you know, yeah. It goes on to say, at the same time, we must always keep in mind that our memories, both good and bad, are quite selective and not distorted. They are not faithful faithful representations of our life experiences, and our brains tend to idealize the positive ones, especially those that trigger nostalgia. So the next time you remember how socializing was like before the start of that pandemic. Remember that although these memories might be just distorted or idealized, the fact that you are recalling them is quite good for your mental health. So that's good. And that actually is the end. It just says Laura Bello Rodriguez has a background in biomedical sciences and a strong interest in neuroscience and psychology. She is the uh, website officer of the Global Health Network Generation Network. In the future, she'd like to find the perfect match between her love for language and science, communication... Science communication, either through radio or public engagement. So yeah, I just want to give credit there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the thing is that um, you know, I, I was I was looking on Facebook the other day, and your friend from work, Jody, mm-hmm. posted this thing about um, Christmas past in the eighties and how much we all miss Christmas from the eighties and opening gifts and all that when we were a kid. And uh, and I said I said something to the effect of. It's just as good as now. Why do we always crap on now? What's wrong with creating new memories? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Christmases can still be good. I I think there's just something naturally whimsical about not only our childhood, but of a time before technolo- technological advancement. It feels like there's a, t- there's a time before and after a certain amount of technology. And I think it all kind of, where would you define that line? Where... where Back, Like, when we say back in the day, for us, that means the 70s and 80s. For somebody who's only 24, 25, 30 years old, that could mean back in the day of 2010 or 2004. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, back in the day is kind of like a time before streaming music and a time before streaming in general. A time when we still used CDs and cassette tapes and Mm -hmm. such. That's, to me... Back yeah. in the day, <laughs> and I think
1: well, I think people our age and older, there's more defining moments because, like kids now, they've never grown up in a time without computers, right. or without cell phones. So yeah. we remember when cell phones happened. We remembered when computers happened. We remember when the internet so it,
0: finally happened. Exactly. And I was so out of we, high school when the internet happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good me grief. Too. So it kind of I think Elderly. we had kind of more <laughs> defining. Back in the day moments?
0: Yeah. There was much more a, a distinction mm-hmm. of technological uh, change yeah. that we saw uh, movie rentals and VHS and Betamax. And then we saw like 1999, 2000, when all those stores sort of closed down. And uh, mm-hmm. because we, we frankly had, you know, Back in the day, I think it was like uh, Netflix, but that was when it was Netflix that you would send you set, CDs. Exactly, yep, Yeah. I remember that.
1: That's how I started watching Dexter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly, that. right? And That's how we did a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. is, is that Netflix didn't have that, and then it went to Netflix streaming, and now it's what it is today, it's become this yeah. juggernaut, but I mean, the time before streaming really does seem to differentiate now versus then, and um, I, you know, I don't know. I just like when I see people getting down about now, it just seems to be everywhere. Have we all become pessimistic for good reason? Or do you think, um, there's, is there a reason for it? I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, it, it probably depends on your age. It probably depends on whether you were an adult or a child during the old days. And, you know, because I see people getting wistful and nostalgic of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm like, I was 25 when that came <laughs> exactly. out. I don't <laughs> I don't feel mm-hmm. that way. Sorry, you know. Yeah. Um, Power Rangers. I was already in the Army when Power Rangers came out. So, while I do get wistful of some of it, um, we just, you know, what makes my childhood... It, is a little, it's a little different for the Mm. people who are slightly younger. And that's okay. I mean, we're all going to identify and relate to different things. But I mean, what do you think it is? Because it seems to be universally across the board that even if you're 50, 40, or 30, or even 20, people look back at the past of being this beautiful, wonderful thing that can do no wrong. All the while now sucks total ass. What do you think that is?
1: Well, and I don't think, especially like with that post that Jody made it's not necessarily saying today is bad, right? It's just kind of remembering wistful when seen, of yeah. something.
0: Was it more wistful of a simpler time? Do you think? Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah, but I think with that post in particular, like mm-hmm. it does. There is a difference in Christmas times because, like, when we were kids, I remember my mom used to take us down to the mall in Santa Maria because it was a huge thing. Like it was yeah. decorated, get out the animatronics, and it was kind of a thing that because there wasn't as much going on, it was kind of a thing. Yeah. And a lot of people would go to do that, and things aren't quite like that anymore. So, it's a little bit more like people kind of came together more for things, I think. Yeah,
0: well, that's why I, I wanted to write that list, because mm-hmm. we can talk about each one Yeah. and and ask, you know, that list will kind of help us identify what it is. What is the it factor that that makes us feel uh, wistful or warm about the mm-hmm. past? Because, I yeah. mean, I can think of things that happened in the past that were awful. Oh, Yeah. And, and I remember always worrying about, oh, you know, since I was a little kid, oh, we have to worry about who's going to be our new president. Oh, we're going to have to worry about this and worry about that and worry about war and worry about, uh, I mean, goddamn, we, we had fucking, uh, you know, uh, get under your desk. There's an earthquake. Well, how's that going to save me?
1: Right. Well, the
0: roof might fall <laughs> on your head. Well, why don't we just go outside? Get well, up then the, the desk. Then There's a then tree blast. might get you, and then yeah, there might be a nuclear blast, and then we had fucking tidal wave uh, yeah. drills for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Thankfully, we didn't have gun shooter drills. I'm Ugh. very grateful for that. Um, yeah. That is a whole new topic for a different uh, episode. Yeah. But um, but uh, that does kind of go into the totality of is it maybe. We suck worse. Uh, George Carlin said that um, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe it's the public who sucks. Yeah, I said it. We suck. (laughs) You know what I mean? And what he was trying to say is, is that maybe we're all just we're not contributing to the goodness we're not lifting up our our part doing our part uh, as far as uh, uh, pushing a, a positive uh, frame of mind a positive agenda mm-hmm. you know it feels like yeah. we've all sort of become jaded and cynical and uh, negative and and i'm i'm sure there's reasons there but i want to really identify Did those problems exist back then? Because at the end of the day, I bet you our parents growing up in the 80s didn't feel a sense of wistfulness towards shit, you know? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, rent. I mean, I remember, like, I don't miss... You know, making four dollars and twenty five cents working at McDonald's, I don't miss it. And so I kind of want to go into the our list here, and then uh, after that we'll go into the article that you have. Um, but I want I want this article uh, our pros and cons to sort of um, sort of expose what it is we think that nostalgia mm. is.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, so I kind of asked you to do a pros and cons of now versus back in the day. I call it back in the day. And I have this kind of set at pre-1999 for us, for our age. For somebody who's younger, that might be a little bit different. It might be the time during high school or before high school. Whatever it is for you, that's okay. But for me, Mm -hmm. 1999 was kind of like the cusp of Y2K. That's when uh, we started getting, uh, you know... Better internet and faster internet. Dial-up was no longer holding us back. AOL and AOL chat and all that. And then there was MySpace and and so that might be nostalgia for some people, and it, it is for me a little bit. But but for me, it's pre 1999. That's really when I feel like the old ways of doing things were still prevalent, but they were starting to change. You know. Yeah. And and so I have now pros and then now cons, and then I have. Uh, back in the day, pros. Then I call it then pros, and then then uh cons. So uh, go ahead yeah. and start with your number one now pro.
1: And I definitely don't have ten like you do. That's so. okay. We'll
0: try. We'll make the best of it.
1: Yeah. Um, cell phones. Yeah, is a big pro. for Yeah. People. So I'll just share
0: mine too. Uh, I had called. I I just I was more like. General about it. I mm-hmm. said better infrastructure, communication systems, internet, phone, utilities, water, sewage, electricity, internet, transportation, which is rail, light rail cars, electric, hybrid vehicles. So infrastructure's gotten better because at the end of the day, utilities have gotten better. We have internet now. We didn't used to have internet. And I remember when internet first started. I mean, it mm-hmm. was like. You know, oh, my God, I have to pay 50 bucks for DSL. We used to call it DSL, remember? Nobody calls it DSL anymore. (laughs) Um, But it's just, there's no such thing as dial-up. And then uh, fiber optics came in, and then there was a SBC Global. Everybody had, like, fiber optic internet, which would give you blazing fast speeds of 12 (laughs) megabits per second. I'm up to, we have 800 megabits per second now, so it's just funny. But, um, yeah, better infrastructure. Um, talk
1: on that a little bit. Well, my one and two are mm. like cell phones and computers. So. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah. And it it is and it isn't. I mean, some places, stuff is still super shitty. Like, two years ago when Texas, everything went down because they haven't updated their infrastructure as much as they should have. Yeah. But in general.
0: Well, we're and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how... Uh, the times change and sometimes it feels like our leaders, our politicians, uh, sometimes, not all, but it does feel like, it feels like, you know, like when you have the the, the for-profit um, oil, big oil and such, that they're spending loads of money and they're getting money for why we're giving them money when they're making record profits is beyond me uh but it's baked into the cake and we have we just sort of accept it as oh okay yeah but when you have systems that are huge and expensive systems that are trying to say well, we can't have electric cars and then they buy into that it feels like the republican party has sort of gotten on board the we can't stand progress tour talk about that <laughs>
1: They have, and I think, well, it's because of money and stuff, and people are getting Well, Well, it feels from- like
0: they depend on nostalgia to get people to regress,
1: Yeah, and they don't realize that, um,
0: you know, we're not trying to get rid of the past, and we're not trying to make things worse, we're just trying to, progress has to happen, and it feels to me like conservatives are more afraid of change than
1: liberals. Mm-hmm. What do you think? i agree and like you said they not do, to make it political no, but you but know what i do mean play on that nostalgia like yeah. oh you love your gas powered cars oh you love this even though what we're wanting to transition into would be better and cheaper but yeah they play on that sense of nostalgia I absolutely absolutely well and i love
0: gas guzzlers too and that's what i try to p- say to people is don't fear progress don't fear change they're not gonna outlaw gas cars there's going to be a 25 year slow transition where one day you'll realize, Oh, hey, look, we have more electric vehicles than we do gas cars. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go away. It's not going to ever become illegal. It's, it's, it might become more, you know, where we feel wistful or nostalgic of it because it won't be as prevalent. But if they can make electric vehicles look cool and drive cool, I'm all for it. You know, um, that said, I'm never going to stop loving. My 1973 Dodge Charger, I mean, shit, I love those things, but I mean... You know, it's it's just like when people freak out that we can't work on our vehicles anymore because all our you know you open up the hood and it's nothing but sensors yeah. and you have to have a special lock and key to get in there. And so mechanics and old school people they already have to deal with that sort of disappointment of vehicles being different. So what's going the next step to electric vehicles? Who's going to feel wistful? You can't work on your own car now anyway. So what's mm-hmm. the difference?
1: That's true, yeah, that's <laughs> you very know. True.
0: But um yeah, no I do feel like uh you know, uh I am grateful that we have better infrastructure. I don't miss the days of remember when you'd have a cell phone and you would oh, I'm in Santa Barbara. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs>
1: right. I'm roaming now and it was like
0: super <laughs> yeah. duper expensive yeah. and you would get the bill and you would freak out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't miss that. No,
1: definitely not.
0: What do you got for number 2, babe?
1: Well, my number 2 was computer, so it's kind of just okay. intermixed with yeah and infrastructure um, and technology absolutely
0: and um i have for my number two social progress i have here equality less racism and well that has an asterisk yeah exactly um, <laughs> less racism less misogyny celebrating diversity uniquely being yourself and then i have here in uh parentheses although some learn faster than others
1: <laughs> exactly that's yeah it's a yeah, <laughs>
0: it's yeah. a plus a minus. Well, and it does feel to me like most of society is growing up and growing to appreciate our differences, appreciate different races, appreciate our, our different genders. But at the end of the day, yeah, it just feels like some people are just, and that's why I'm making it political. I'm not making it political because I want to make it political. I'm making it political because the world makes it political. The, these things are, again, things that Fox News and the right love to clamor about oh, we're not racist, and yet all their policies indicate that they want to repress women and their bodily rights. They want to mm-hmm. repress black people because, frankly, they they know that it, when black people come out and vote, uh, Democrats win. And so yeah. what they want is they want to chip away some of those black people for their own. You had uh, Ted Cruz there crying like a bitch on Fox News, all, oh, why don't black people vote for us? I don't know, because you're openly racist? I don't know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I it's mind-boggling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just, pay attention, world. I mean, it's yeah. it's just so clear. Um, but you want to talk about social progress, where we're at now versus yeah. then? Because I didn't feel a ton of racism around myself in a small mm-hmm. town, but do you feel we've made progress, and to what extent?
1: Yeah, I think in <clears throat> general, yes, we've made progress, yeah. a lot of progress in all of that, but then there's little pockets and there's little places where it's not. It hasn't happened. Well, so, <clears throat>
0: I'll bet you, back when the car was first invented, there was probably all kinds of people who were like, "I ain't getting one of them newfangled cars. <laughs> I got a horse and buggy out here." <laughs> so you're always gonna have people resistant to change, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, it's yeah. And so, so in general, so
0: you get these pockets yes. of yeah regressiveness. Mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily call that regressiveness. We'll call it old fashionedness because. For me aggression is like oppression in the sense that is that you're going backwards. You're we're not going forward. The whole point of the show is to challenge our thinking in ways where we move forward socially and we evolve socially into the most um self-aware and most kind that we can become as a as a society, as a as a mm-hmm. person. Um and so yeah, I just feel like we ha- we are making progress but then it always feels like something happens like Trump came and then he didn't re- he didn't create the racism but he revealed it.
1: Yeah. He revealed the, the, the white pride yeah. and the white mm-hmm.
0: uh the supremacy type stuff in that movement <clears throat> and while it was low key it wasn't always it was kind of a wink and nod to his audience. They took it as marching orders. They're like yeah. You know, you had the Klan, we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that whole thing that happened in Virginia, you know, we will not be replaced and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you will, because yeah. we just saw you on fucking TV, and you, guess what, motherfucker? You lost your job at Walmart, and you just got replaced <laughs> yeah. by a black woman. Have fun with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you have for number three, huh? Um, which, it, my number three basically goes into what we were just talking about, just more equality
0: yeah yeah genders
1: and races and yeah
0: i do feel like we have in progress in a lot of ways i do remember when i was in the army it was in the 90s it was in the early 90s and uh, president clinton was our president and i always felt safer being in the army during a democratic run rather than a, a, a you know, a, a, a Republican because they are, they were a little bit more war mongers. You know, mm-hmm. I was always afraid when Bush became president, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. You know, um, when Clinton became president, I was like, whew, okay, good. Um, uh, even though we did have conflicts. And that's not to say, you know, uh, that we don't, because President Obama engaged in, in some war the the only good (laughs) thing i can say about trump is that we didn't go to war and i was like wow amazing you know he's not a war hawk but i think it's because he didn't want anything big taking over the airwaves it always has to become about him i really do feel the only reason why he's not a warmonger is simply because it takes attention away from trump
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean seriously Uh, yeah as horrible and sad as that sounds i yeah i agree
0: yeah yeah but. Yeah, so I do feel like there is more equality today. But, but what I was going to say is that back you know in the, in the Clinton years, I felt like we had made great strides to be um, less racist. Now, when I was in the South, it was funny because black people, you know, like cab drivers and stuff... They would talk about their low key racism towards white people, and really, they were only doing it because white people hated them, and so they were always Mm -hmm. nice to each other's face, and then always would talk shit. I mean, openly, you'd be in the back of the cab, like white bread motherfucker, you know, like whoa, (laughs) (laughs) like hunky ass, dry ass, crack ass. You're like whoa, (laughs) you know. But um, but I do feel like um, we had made great strides for equality. Um and then you see oh wow you know don't ask don't tell was a thing we didn't openly allow gay people in the military mm-hmm. and so i think the whole thing is is that yeah there's a tribe of people on the right mostly usually that wanna hold back they don't they don't you know and, and is it religious is it not i don't know but they seem to be now the big fixation is um anti lgbtq And then you see like what happens is when these guys talk openly about their not wanting to have gay people or trans people in the military or whatever, it always leads to some kind of kerfuffle. And then you got shootings and all these things. And so
1: the shooting. I'm surprised
0: that Fox News isn't somehow implicated in that because they are a part of that information silo that does stir up all that hate. How do you think they get away with that without
1: culpability? I honestly don't know how they get away with it because they can't make a concrete... Link and that would be the only reason. Yeah, I mean, if someone yeah. said straight up I watched this particular and this episode t- t- of this this, this pr- person prompted and he me said to this, go shoot up a joint. Yeah, right, right. You, they just can't say in general this, even though it does lead well, to things and, like and, that. And
0: and I don't think conservatives are racist always. I think they know that their base is racist and they and it's all about red meat. What can we throw the lions that they will enjoy? And they know that they can throw certain things out there. To keep them forever outraged,
1: you yeah, know? but if you even take advantage of that and even do say things to animate people like that, yeah. you are racist. Well, yeah,
0: so, yeah because, I mean, if you have to stoop to that level to get conformity out of your you know base it would it feels it stands a reason that you don't respect your base because you're willing to lie you're Mm -hmm. willing to marginalize and you're willing to say outrageous things to stoke up hatred and fear and it's like it's like they're trying to make biden out to be satan it's like he's fucking biden you nobody believes that biden is evil nobody fucking believes that biden is the devil and yet you hear it all the time on the right and just makes them look stupid what speak on that (laughs)
1: you just said it i mean (laughs) yeah they just they manufacture like yesterday they're manufacturing outrage that they had the pardoning of the turkey and bringing the christmas tree in on the same day within like 10 minutes of each other
0: yeah and the fucking guy during that interview said well trump did it too but But, like he almost admitted that it was two different standards like oh my god
1: and so yeah it's just it's so manufactured and every
0: year it's like oh here we go again another manufactured outrage about the war on christmas yeah. Or the war on Christianity. Dude, mm-hmm. be a Christian. Just shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> you don't hear me fucking going on all the day, every day about my beliefs. It's like, believe what you want, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anyways. Okay. okay, so just to remind everybody, the pros and cons of now versus back then, uh, we're on now pros. Number mm-hmm. four, baby.
1: Number four is my last one. Yeah. But anyway, um, medical breakthroughs. And the thing that came to mind as I was thinking about this was... We were, we were present for the whole genesis of HIV and AIDS. Yeah. And at it that was point, very it, real. Was, it was an automatic death sentence. It was horrible. It yeah. Was, and now you see commercials for these medications that can take you down to basically negative. I know. They're just it's like... It's
0: amazing. It's like, yeah, just take this pill and it's, it's, it's you know, you can't even detect the HIV in your system and, yeah. anymore. It's like, and I don't know what kind of... You know, I, I often wonder because I often wonder. Yeah, do these um, gay folks who are who who've contracted AIDS accidentally just through their normal, you know, dating situations, no fault of their own? I mean, yeah, they didn't use a condom, but maybe they did. And I mean, you, can, yeah, you know. But the point is, it doesn't matter. It's like it, it's not a gay disease. It just mm-hmm. it just happens a lot in the gay community because of how it can be uh, transmitted. But at the end of the day, to see people happ- happy and living i mean magic johnson was one of the first because yeah. he was wealthy he could manage it but now we're at a point where anybody can mitigate and manage it it's yeah. fucking crazy
1: and the timing it's great. and how quickly that <clears throat> happened is well, amazing so the fact yeah. that's why medical breakthroughs is my thing because well i have
0: that as my number boom. three i said yeah. medical science is getting a lot better and i agree i you know when i like when i go back to watch the exorcist And all those tests that they put her through, little Reagan through mm-hmm. like oh my god are you printing newspapers or are you helping a girl although MRI machines
1: are still pretty noisy well but yes still. but <laughs> but I know. but i mean
0: think about yeah. the breakthroughs in terms of, uh, of quickness and uh, image quality and just um, i mean everything was analog you couldn't mm-hmm. even download that shit to a computer yet it was all printed out and stuffed into a a, a drawer somewhere yeah a file cabinet mm-hmm. it's like oh my god yeah so yeah no i do believe medical science is getting better absolutely um do you have any more no <laughs> okay well then i will continue um i've just got 10 i've got and ten. how
1: sad is that it's the it's the pros for the, the for the present i'm just like eh. i ran out <laughs> of stuff at four
0: <laughs> yeah no doubt um i have number four uh health insurance is more abundant I remember the days before Obamacare. I couldn't get... Dude, I had a job working as a chef, and I could... You know, this woman came in, she was going to, like, tell us about insurance, and I couldn't afford it. It was, like, half my fucking paycheck. I could never
1: afford to put you on my insurance in previous jobs. And so, so. not
0: only is it more uh, available through Obamacare and various means, but it's also easier to get, and it's more affordable. Now... I know that it still sucks it's in a still lot of ways far from
1: what it needs It to be, needs to be better, better than yes it was. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying though I yeah. remember just since we've been together, I didn't have insurance when we met. Mm-hmm. I tried to get insurance through my job. Uh, actually, I did have insurance when we met. It was after I left there though I didn't I didn't have I couldn't keep that insurance. you have to, yeah. in other words, you, you're only worthy of insurance if you're working. Yeah. Which is almost like a way of punishing the unemployed.
1: Oh, 100%. They absolutely
0: want to and, punish the well, unemployed.
1: And the way it is now still, that a lot of companies, they'll make you... I mean, all companies, you have to work a certain amount of hours. But yeah. a lot of them engineer it that it's got to be like a high amount of hours. And then they never schedule people that amount. So right. It's definitely, so, they're looking
0: for ways around yeah. that they can... Uh, Clip your wings, yeah. And I yeah. am so
1: lucky that my job, its you have to average 100 hours a month, so 25 a week, you get insurance, it's cheap, I can add you to it. Yeah. So, as far as our situation. Well, and then you can call in, you don't better. have to worry
0: month to month or week to week whether or not your yeah. insurance is going to get dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and it isn't perfect. No, I I'm a I'm a single payer guy. I want mm-hmm. I want to see universal uh, healthcare care, um, because I don't believe the fear mongering and all the bullshit. It, it oh, would no. become so much more efficient. It would become it would get rid of all that red tape and that bureaucracy. Um, yeah, no, it's just the fear mongering shows you that they're scared shitless of progress because. They they work for the for-profit insurance yep, companies. I was going to say it's that's their corporate donors. going to take <laughs> away the
1: profit margin for that. But the thing is that even mm. I want to say when, but if it ever comes to that, there's still going to be available the option because in other countries with socialized medicine, yeah. you still can. You still have a private inter- option. Insurance companies right. that you can get different levels of care. Well, that's so what rich people do. We call that yeah. the Cadillac plan. Yeah, exactly, and it still would be an option.
0: Well, yeah. Vicodin, we don't give to poor people, but you can to get it all you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look at Johnny Depp; he was getting shit. You know, no doctor would prescribe that shit in a normal cir- circumstance. No. Oh my God! No, the fucking meds he was getting.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh, you know. But yeah, so it still would be a for-profit healthcare system. Yeah, it just wouldn't the profits wouldn't be as big? So that's right. why they're kicking and screaming against it.
0: Right. So, number five I have here, people are becoming more self-aware and therefore more understanding of people's emotional and psychological and mm-hmm. basic human needs. Yeah. Now, you know, social progress takes time. There's always going to be pockets of haters drinking the hater raid, But as a general rule, our society is becoming more sensitive. And I think mm-hmm. politically... They like to exploit that like people are becoming weak and people becoming lazy and all that. But no, I mean, as as a general rule, though, I mean, when you go to look at the children today growing up, I'm glad that we're uh, tackling uh, topics like cyber bullying and uh, school bullying we're we're getting emotional uh, mental health and emotional health treatment um, there's more resources now is it perfect yet no especially in red states and states where there's not a lot of um, a, a lot a good social safety net but in in some areas it's really really good i mean here in oregon don't move here uh it's really good <laughs> you know yeah. Whereas you might live somewhere in a red state, like, I don't know, Oklahoma, Alabama, Mississippi, where they're like, oh, fuck all that. They don't even mm-hmm. offer it or they disincentivize it so much that you can't even get Obamacare. Yeah. So there's that politicization of it. I'm not trying to make it political, but they make it political by the choices or the lack of choice mm-hmm. in that particular environment. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. You
0: know? But I do think, as a rule, though, we are becoming a little bit more self-aware, a little more sensitive, a little more understanding that uh, it's not enough that people get paid well. They have to be treated like human beings, and there has to be a work-to-life balance and life satisfaction. We are not slaves. We are not your fucking, you know, we're not your slaves. The end. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They want it to be that way, and you can see that a lot. When it, You know, look at the way Elon Musk is treating his employees. Fire. Oh, we don't need security. Oh, we don't need privacy. Oh, we're just going to fire. I mean, these are people who dedicated their whole life to Twitter and now, eh, bye. Mm-hmm. He has no fucking respect for his employees. He has no respect for doing things the right way. And it's a clear bias based on his uh, own political leanings.
1: His political it's, leanings and his wealth. <clears throat>
0: It yeah, as well. That shows his entitlement. From, yeah, he he doesn't seem to care whether or not he takes this new toy of his and just balls it up and throws it on the ground and breaks it. Like he he's mm-hmm. literally like here. <laughs> And now it's on fire and he's like, "Oh well, I have more money, it doesn't matter." And and, yeah. and that's what I mean about Trump too is they live with this sort of like lacking of concern for anybody but themselves because they have so much wealth that they really just don't care how they live. They have more money to burn and that mm-hmm. I can't relate to that. Most that's what I don't understand about why Trumpism is I'm glad it's finally waning, but but to see that finally people are realizing like, what does it take for you to see that this man is not for you, you know, and that yeah. he lives with impunity, you know? Yeah. And this is kind of a repeat, but I just have technology is better, funner, mm-hmm. nicer, more intuitive.
1: Yeah. And Video games are nicer. Available. It's more
0: available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So at the end of the day, I'm just glad for that. Uh, that kind of
1: harkens <clears throat> back to the infrastructure thing. That yeah. I wanted to throw in is that especially like with Biden's. um infrastructure plan he's trying to make internet available to everyone because there's so there's still areas rural areas areas where it's either not available or not good and it's something that they're trying to make more available for everyone
0: right well it just reminds me of this uh article i snapshotted today it's gop led states press supreme court to keep biden student debt forgiveness on hold so who do you think the gop serves the people or the corporate interests Mm-hmm. I mean think oh, about yeah. it. I mean you and that's what I mean about the people who vote Republican. Are you stupid? They clearly mm-hmm. have an agenda to support the wealthy donor class, the corporations, and when you see that a GOP-led uh Supreme Court wants to keep Biden's student debt forgiv- forgiveness on hold, well, I mean, how else can you see it? I mean, I know. They care the more way- about corporatism and and money than they care about people
1: but the way that they're wording it to make everyone to make their supporters come on board is that oh well if you didn't get go to college then you don't benefit from this so why should you be for it oh
0: give so me that's, a fucking but break that's how they're
1: getting so many well people the, to-
0: most people went to some form of college even if you just went to a trade school or even if you just got a little bit of training in uh learning stenography or learning this or learning that i mean people use college for many mm-hmm. varied reasons and so this idea this assumption that you don't benefit you you might benefit in the future and and this yeah. idea that you can't figure out the utility of something i mean like we're not saying that people who sign up for student loans shouldn't pay them back it's that it's a predatory system that you, you it it's it's corrupt it's, I don't yeah. know how else to say it. It's fucking yeah. corrupt. I mean, they keep raising them jacking up interest rates. They keep jacking up prices. They keep changing the rules. They keep changing uh, loan companies. You. Mm-hmm. I mean, my loan went through, like, seven different companies. And yeah. then, just because you have some promissory note from 20 years ago, they're like, nope. Yeah. You know, like, dude, the reason why I never paid it back the way I could is because you kept changing the price of what I owed you. And there's people who've been paying on it for 10, 20 years, and it guess what? It didn't even lower their amounts or lower the amount that they owed. Yeah. Tell me that's not corrupt. Yeah. You know? So quickly here, number seven, more choices: food, TV, clothes, etc. There's just more of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. back in the day, it's like, do you want Levi's or Toughskins? That's what you get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and then at number eight, dogs and cats still exist. Cuter as they were, just as cute as they were back in the day. So hey, <laughs> kitties are and doggies are still cute. Um, yep. Number nine, food choices are awesome. More ethnic foods, more choices in the grocery store. Definitely I remember my grandma did not have a taco until she was in her twenties. Yeah, and that right. was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So there was not a whole lot of ethnic influence yet. A lot of people didn't know how to say the word tortilla. We had a friend back when in the eighties. She was calling it tortilla and I would laugh. I'm like, I thought she was joking, like ha mm-hmm. ah, tortilla, tort and then I found out, no, no, that's how she really pronounced it.
1: Yeah. Because she wait.
0: she didn't there was no Uh, cultural appropriation, our culture just wasn't used to ethnic foods yet.
1: Well, when I was in high school, we went back Mm. to Illinois to visit my grandparents. So, that was in high school. So, it was the late 80s. Yeah. We couldn't find a tortilla to save our lives. Yeah. We finally found some, and it was like in a box, and it was like probably (laughs) 800 years old. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) and and that's an extreme case, but I mean, you see now, you know, foods, uh, you know, you see like sushi being made in, in stores, You see like um, hummus and all Greek foods Mm -hmm. and all the different ethnic foods. I mean, I'm just really grateful as a kid who went to culinary school in 2003. It was pretty good then, but it's way better now. And I'm just, I'm grateful for that progress. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. So that was number nine, food choices. Number 10, I have TV shows are better, streaming, DVR, special effects, and the topics are more evolved. And so at the end of the day, what you were seeing is, we're taking movie making and TV show making to a whole new level. I mean, we we watch TV shows like the Orville, for example. We were gushing about that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. But the Orville special effects are as good as movies now.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely.
0: So at the end of the day, I'm grateful for all the technological advances, but we do have a long way to go in progress because at the end of the day, people don't realize how much the status quo is being fed to us and, and we're told, to don't embrace progress. Don't embrace change. The liberals are coming for you. Like, give me a fucking break. We're, we have to yeah. embrace some change.
1: Oh, it's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, just what and
0: happens. some of it has actually made our lives better. I mean, people were bitching. So much of it has. People yeah. bitch about a lot of stuff, but I, you don't see people bitching about healthcare now when their healthcare outcomes work. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's bitching about universal healthcare. Nobody's bitching about Obamacare except for the liberals who don't have it. Those who are on it are like, well, without it, I would be dead by mm-hmm. now. You know, yeah. I mean, Obamacare was the reason why I had shoulder surgery back in the day before we had this good insurance. So, And
1: your sinus surgery.
0: And my sinus yeah. surgery, right. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, I'm super grateful for progress. We have to fight for progress because when we don't, the status quo that is out there is always going to seek to, you know, vilify it, Yeah, you know? So now I've got the cons. What are the cons of today? Babe, go for it. Number one. Number
1: one is that there is too much information. 24-7 news cycle. And there's just so much coming at you all the time. Can I
0: read mine? Yeah. Everything is overcomplicated, too sophisticated. Mm -hmm. TMI, too much information. I've done entire episodes where I tell you guys that there's just too much out there. You can't keep up with it all. Don't even try.
1: Duran Duran has a song called Too Much Information. Yeah, well, and and it's... Absolutely.
0: Too Much Information can do a few things, but the way I look at it is like this. When there was only three channels on TV and the president spoke... Everybody listened, Mm -hmm. and the next day at the water cooler, everybody talked about, oh, I like this, or I like that. In other words, there was a a greater sense of kinship and connection to each other because we were all listening to the same things. Now we have Mm -hmm. a channel for every attitude, a channel for every lifestyle. Yeah. At the end of the day, while I do like all that, you know, uh, just giving us more options, at the end of the day, I kind of miss the fact that we all... Watch the same TV shows. We all love the same things, and as a result, I feel like we've become we we sort of let our differences vilify us rather than uh, to you know we should explore those differences as a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah. And it feels like too many changes, too too much out there creates just a a a, a negative effect. It's all noise. Yeah. It creates noise and it creates negative energy. What do you think about that?
1: It definitely can. It's just yeah, it just bombard your brain all the time, and
0: and that's why it's I hard say to
1: pick and choose sometimes. And well,
0: yeah, we can watch the news, but just don't get glamored by it. Don't mm-hmm. turn it on every day unless it's something you enjoy. But I mean, yeah. but if you're in this fight and you're trying to work for you know progress and you're you're and you're trying to stay informed, that's one thing, of course. But at the end of the day, yeah, if you're starting to feel like your mental health and your spiritual health is being bogged down or being attacked, psychically attacked, then, yeah, step away. Too much information out there. I agree. Yeah. Number two, babe. Go ahead.
1: My number two, even though cell phones is one of my pros of the modern era, um, you're expected to always be reachable. Old days, you called somebody, they didn't answer, or the machine picked up. Okay, they're not home. Yeah. But now people expect to be able to reach you all the time there's an expectation of that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: well and there and i have to agree i do it myself like my i said to my friend jim i go you know most people keep their phone on them you take your phone and you put it in your back bedroom after work Mm -hmm. and it's like you're completely unreachable and then what he'll do he'll get up at six o'clock seven o'clock in the morning he'll see that i texted him Mm -hmm. and then he'll text me back i'm like dude
1: that was yesterday (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) yeah
0: Like, you texted me at 8 o'clock in the fucking morning. Like, Mm -hmm. you better be telling me some important shit at 8 in the Mm -hmm. morning. But no, he's just excited to live in the morning. Like, It's like, dude, I fuck morning. Ugh. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I I think people do have an expectation that we're always supposed to be reachable. And Mm -hmm. especially when you have a boss. Like, when I worked at Target, my boss was an actual sociopath. He was like, call me. Hey, I need you to available anytime I call. You better make my yeah, phone, right. make my, you know, no matter where you're at. He even said like, I don't care if you're in a movie theater. You you better answer. I'm like, I go, dude. Our job isn't important enough for all that. No, right. uh, uh-uh. yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do believe that there there is that expectation, and it shouldn't be. Now, yeah. I, I do wish I could get a hold of my friend anytime after work mm-hmm. because. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, I get, you know, like, he only calls me when he's at work or when he's on his way to work or on his way home. And it's like, it's like I could see if, like, he had a past of ignoring his wife or ignoring his responsibilities or something. But no, no, he just does it because, like, he separates, it's almost like he thinks of me as his work or something. Like, no, dude, (laughs) you call me on your dime, dude, you know, and Mm. that's all I want is that reciprocity that... I'm going out of my way to talk to you. I want you to go out of your way to talk to me, not when you're coming home from work, not when you're at work. And then when, as soon as he's home, it's like he puts on his jammies and that's it. You can't hear from him until tomorrow at work. It's like, no, yeah. dude. You know. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I do, I, I do feel like you're right in a general sense, though. I mean, we shouldn't expect that people are always going to be available. But I do feel like people with cell phones these days, if I text you at 5 6 7 p.m and i don't get a response till the next day because you put your phone in the back room it's like he's operating with 2005 sense of technology like back in the day i didn't keep my phone on me all the time because it was always going you know it was always going out of service it was always the battery was running out and so you would keep your phone kind of in the back room because we weren't used to carrying them with us now this phone, I don't even turn it off anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, and as a result, though, you have, you know, bedtime mode and certain mm-hmm. like do not uh, disturb functions. I'm really grateful for that because it, you know, yeah, like I remember like all these calls I would get from spam. Now with uh, Pixel phones, I don't get any spam calls. It's fucking great.
1: Yeah, it is. Fucking great. Is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I agree. So, my number two is people seem less happy. Less kind, less agreeable with each other, and more jaded. Now, I think that's what happens in a society where people become too brash, too obnoxious. Everybody's voice is heard. And as a result, some voices get elevated while some get snubbed out. And I do feel as a podcaster, like, why in the fuck does Joe Rogan, that five foot eight shrimp motherfucker, Uh, get worshipped by like he's a god with his tattoos of him on their ankle and shit, on their calf with the third eye, like he's some kind of spiritual religion guru, while people like myself putting out thoughtful work, you know, I don't even get paid. And he's getting paid millions of dollars, and now he has this exclusive deal with Spotify. So my only point is is that, yes, some voices shouldn't get elevated while some should but at the end of the day i mean i think in some ways technology has made us more equal but in a lot of ways we have sort of become socially programmed to to give more merit to certain voices versus others
1: yeah that's true
0: You can't dig on that yeah because i know i have more thoughtful shit to say than joe rogan and that's not to say i don't like him sometimes he'll say stuff and i'm like yeah no i agree with you there you know so i do feel he has a right to a say but more of a right to a say to the point where he gets to be a gozillionaire and i get to live at mama house nah no yeah.
1: no no <laughs> yeah
0: but what do you think about that? I mean, in far as far as we've become more jaded, we've become information-heavy. We've It's made us more aware as a culture, which is mm-hmm. good, but it also seems to have a drawback in that we're all bombarded by too much yeah. information, and therefore we've all become jaded. Speak on that a little bit.
1: Well, that's true. Um, and you just have to, kind of, as an individual, just realize when you're getting too over-bombarded and step <clears> back and turn the TV off or... But yeah, it's so prevalent because it's always on. It's always, no matter where you go, there's stuff coming at you. And that's
0: the 24-hour that's, news cycle that we yeah. spoke on. That didn't used to be mm-hmm. a thing either.
1: Yeah. So it's just, like with everything, you just kind of have to step back and take a look at yourself. And hopefully other people are doing the same thing and well, realize when things are getting to be too much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: taking much. a personal responsibility for how you want to organize your own life for your spiritual and emotional growth. And if Mm -hmm. all those technologies are getting in the way, yeah, step aside. Um, But this idea, though, that we have to avoid the news outright because we're empaths, like, dude, grow up, Jesus Christ, just step back a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know? uh, A little bit of a good thing can be great, but too much of a good thing can be bad. I mean, I wouldn't sit here and, and take drink 40 beers but i'll drink one or two mm-hmm. so i mean i think our information system we've just we we think it's an all or nothing thing when i think it's it's just like beer or anything else any kind of libation you just don't overdo it yeah absolutely. and if you don't have that kind of control over yourself well i mean there's the little things on like instagram i have a thing where i can set it for an hour and then an hour comes mm-hmm. up and it he goes hey man You've been doing this for an hour, and it, it kind of reminds you to help you yeah. temper your time on social media. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: I ignore it, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three, baby.
1: Go for uh, it. Number three con for today is um, I put jobs feel less personal. And I think that's partly because there's so many more corporations these days. Like, yeah. back in the day, there was a lot more mom-and-pop operations yes. that people worked for. sure. And smaller companies instead of these big corporations, so it didn't feel as soulless. Yeah,
0: and that's why I think Christmas has become, people say there's a war on Christmas. I don't believe that. But I do believe in a a general sense, corporatism taking over our entire world, it has made it feel more homogenized, more soulless, more robotic. And there was a little personal touch to it, a personal feel that I do miss. I agree. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, for my number three, I have more political strife and divisiveness, dark monies uh, taking over politics, and the corporate
1: sector. That was my number four, so we'll combine my number yeah, four with your go number for three. It. Yeah. I, just, I said politics is so divisive. So
0: Yeah, I do it's feel just- like in the information age... Uh, they're just constantly trying to get us to war with ourselves, war with yeah. each other, mm-hmm. war over all our differences, war over black versus white, man versus woman, liberal versus conservative. I mean, Jesus Christ, at the end of the day, take a day off. Good grief. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You I know? just, I, <clears throat> I can't remember which politician it was, but somebody that used to say back in the day, like, we'd all go out to lunch together. We'd hang out together. It doesn't matter what side you were on. And today yeah. it's just so... Well, you know what so I see at, at yeah. that level, all the way down to us.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, the thing that I've noticed, like yesterday, I was kind of scanning through YouTube, and I saw a YouTube thing about the guy who uh, crashed his car in a somewhere because he was some right wing lunatic, and he crashed his car and he hurt and killed a bunch of people, and he's getting sentenced today or yesterday. And it's like, all the time, when that's regular news, some fucking dipshit killing some other group of people based mm-hmm. on his beliefs, uh, uh, whether he, he's anti-LGBTQ or anti-liberal uh, or whatever, at the end of the day, we're finding out the information now is becoming weaponized. Yeah. That's fucking dangerous. Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, I really do wish that we could eat with each other, talk with each other, and be each other's friends. You know, I I happen to seem to manage it with Craig and Evan and a handful of conservatives. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, but I do have to watch what I say. Um, I don't. But uh, I would have to watch what I say if I cared. But um, I just mean to say that, um, you know, why do we always, like, everywhere I go, liberalism is a mental defect. Conservatism is a mental disorder. Like, no, it's not. It's just a point of fucking view. Calm down. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So that was your number 4. Mm-hmm. I did my number 3. So my number 4 is unsustainable high cost of living, inflation getting out of hand.
1: And that is my number 5. So wow. we'll combine your number we, 4. And by with the my way, we five. did not work on these together.
0: These are completely <laughs> yeah. separate, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, cost I just feel lives. like the high cost of living, yeah. inflation, there used to be a time where it seemed like we could make enough money to live, and now I don't see how anybody does it.
1: There was a time when there could be a family mm. of four or five, and the dad went to work, and the mom stayed at home, and yeah. they could have a house, and have a car, and have vacations, and have...
0: And now you see, like, um, mothers who choose to stay home because it's cheaper than daycare. daycare. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, geez Louise, yeah, I've you known know?
1: people who <clears throat> were two-income families, and the, the mom, she just worked to pay for daycare. Yeah. And what's the point of that? I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. So so and and then just so we can address it, why is it that when Trump's president, when uh, inflation is high, that's because of corporatism, and when it's under Biden, of course it's all Biden's fault. Talk mm-hmm. on that.
1: Well, that's just the the political the noise the noise it's machine just, I call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a way to keep people divided and angry at each other.
0: Right. Right. And that's just that didn't used to be as much of a thing. No,
1: not at all. That. that
0: I call it the political apparandi, you know, the mm-hmm. the political apparatus that has just created this everlasting, never relenting machine of constant bombardment of divisiveness. It's yeah. fucking toxic, man. Yeah, it is. Okay, babe, number five.
1: My number five was your number four the cost of living. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Then you're
0: not, what's your number six? I don't have one. Oh, you're done? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you give someone a homework assignment and they just, just half-ass it.
1: I tried. I didn't have ass <laughs> I know, I'm I just, just teasing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the cost of living. Speak on that. So what's what's different about the cost of living? Because I, I remember making $4.25 an hour going, oh, this is not sustainable. But now mm-hmm. I make 12 13 14 an hour. I'm like, oh. Bitch, please, this is unsustainable. So mm-hmm. it's just a different dollar amount, but it's still unsustainable. It's, well, Speak well, yeah. on that. Well, I is it different? Is it better or worse?
1: A lot of it is because of these corporations. Mm. They just drive things up for no reason. They say yeah. it's because of this reason or it's because of this president or this and that, but it's just greed. And then they drive up the cost of things.
0: Well, and, and how you know that is based on what these corporations, when you look at how much their CEO makes, it's like, good grief. You have to make 26 million per year?
1: Yeah, I know.
0: And then you have the audacity to say that you need oil subsidies and Mm -hmm. such? Yeah, Yeah. so it is greed, absolutely. And that's why I keep, you know, like, I I try to tell my conservative friends, dude, why are you in bed with the corporations? They don't fucking love you. They're trying to fucking rule you, man.
1: Yeah, and these corporations that buy apartment buildings mm-hmm. and they drove, drive up the rent so people can't stay, can't yeah, afford it. It's, just, it's and, unsustainable, and, and I don't know how they expect things to continue. Well,
0: and there's going to be another bubble burst. It always yes. bursts every 5, 10 years. Mm-hmm. It happened uh, in 2008. It happened again in, what, 2016 or something? I mean, it happens all the time, and the reason that is is because it feels like... um you know, housing goes up or something gets cheap for a while, everybody swoons, swarms to it, and then over time, somebody's not paying their fair share is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And then, when, so when the bill finally comes due and corporations are like, yeah. looking up at the sky, mm-hmm. and now we, the taxpayer, or we... The, the, the customer or consumer have to flip the bill for their mm-hmm. insatiable greed. Well,
1: yeah. So, or this just you know? popped into my head because it's something I found out the other day. So, we have a, at my job, we have a five dozen thing of eggs. Yeah. Yeah. A few months ago, maybe six months ago, I don't know. it was literally four dollars, yeah, so now it's seven ninety five yeah, for the first one, if you buy a second one, it's thirteen dollars wow it was literally four dollars six months well, ago. well and, and and I you're know one of the better, cheaper stores,
0: right, right. well, what what I was gonna say is is that I know that there's sometimes there's a good reason like. Like, if they were saying are all our birds are cage-free now, or we increase yeah. the size of our cages to better living be conditions for the bird, yeah. I would mm-hmm. be all for it. But when it's only for some reason Indeed. of, well, well, because I think what it is is that they're all reacting to the high in, higher cost of living, but then where does it stop? Where does it end? I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, we're all being shouldered the burden, and we're the least... Prepared to handle yeah, it, us a, regular working yeah, citizens people that are trying to feed yeah. their
1: families. So right. yeah, that just would, I, that blew my mind the other day when I saw that. I just we're going gonna- to know some of its supply <clears throat> chain issues. Some of its you know yeah like the other night our our truck didn't get in until six in the morning when it's usually there at two a.m. because they're short on drivers so there's well, there's there's and then some reasoning behind. Things, yeah but. no and
0: i agree with that and i do feel like we're still trying to play catch up from covid mm-hmm. because covid really was a paradigm shift in the way we do things that's why when mm-hmm. you know elon musk says everybody drop your cocks and grab your socks and come in um nobody gets to work at home anymore i'm like shut up yeah. shut up Oops, you're not yeah. working from fucking you're not there every day shut yeah. up mm-hmm. it's just a fucking it's just a way of of ownership of feeling superior to each other yeah it's like oh god but but i do feel like there's a real reason part of it is greed just artificial rising of costs yeah to make the democrats look bad that is a conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory but i do believe it to be true it does because now that the elections are over nothing came of it oh guess what gas prices are going back down
1: mm-hmm. everything's going exactly. back down yeah. so they
0: love to keep it nice and high to make biden and the democrats look bad you know they're fucking doing that shit mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: but at the end of the day are there real reasons sure supply chain issues yeah. uh lacking of like silicone and things for our mm-hmm. uh, chips for computers yeah. i mean to this day man i've been wanting to get a playstation 5 for three years then i'm like i go to look and i'm like eight hundred dollars do you Uh, want me to buy one of these things playstation or not sony wake up if you want us to buy it make them available readily if you don't then just fine you know it it almost feels like they're treating it like a like a boutique item for the wealthy Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like fine i won't buy one (laughs) you know
1: but it seems like food is becoming that now i know
0: right right
1: uh i have here uh where were we number we were at number six which i didn't have
0: oh okay yeah 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 uh two i have um number five less connection with each other so i don't feel like we uh so that's the cons of now we don't have as much of a connection to each other as we used to because Mm -hmm. like i said too much information there's so much out there music, entertainment, and such that um, it really does feel like an impossibility to get family together, although it does still happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, my cousins, dude, they don't give a single fuck. Yeah, I know, I screwed up. Oopsie, I forgot (laughs) to... Thanks, Disney Plus. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I forgot to silence my phone. Oh, well. But my cousins, like, they don't feel nostalgic towards family. They don't feel a commitment towards family, and I do feel like... That does work in the sort of, um, you know, the the yuppie days where everybody's working and all that and everybody's hustling. I get it. Everybody's busy. But uh, speak on that. I mean, why does it feel like we're, there's no, the homespun values are almost yeah. not there?
1: Well, it just depends on how people are raised. I mean, if yeah. you're not raised with an appreciation for family and being connected, then it's not going to be there.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Depends on that a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and I I don't mean to pick on my cousins. It's just they come from a different generation. I often wonder Mm -hmm. if it's just a generational thing where they don't understand the importance of family. And, um, you know, the thing for me now is, is like I had this always appreciation for family and togetherness and connectedness. And now, you know, like everybody's living on different sides of the country. Some folks Mm -hmm. have died, uh, you know. Some yeah. people are in, on the hoose cow, you know, it's like, you know, it's like at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe this, we're trying, maybe I was yearning for this feeling of nostalgia uh, uh, to no avail. Maybe I was just trying to replicate what I felt in the mm-hmm. 80s and it just, yeah, it didn't take for, for yeah. because it's a different time. Yeah, Yeah. Okay, since Rebecca uh, only did half of her assignment,
1: I will finish the
0: list. No, I'm ke- I'm teasing.
1: I got 10 for all the pros and cons of back in the day. Okay,
0: good, good. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I have here uh, 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 too many people, too much stuff, too much competition, and not enough to go around, i.e. not enough good jobs, clothes, mouths to feed, etc. Mm-hmm. So overpopulation, uh, you might want to, you know, Think of it as um, supply and demand seems to be outrageous. Certain items cost an arm and a leg, and you just like, nope, like you can't cook with that thing anymore. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. wanted to cook with this one thing truffles, oh, no way. Yeah, you can't yeah. even, like, it's not even sometimes affordable for regular people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, number seven, I have music, rock, and metal. Not as prevalent. Too much auto-tune and soulless music, shallow music, mall music, bubblegum bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, Call me old-fashioned. But, God, I listen to some of this new shit and I fucking cringe. I want to throw (laughs) up. I'm like, And I don't mean, you know, like, to each their own, of course. But I just miss when music meant something. And so, it seems to me like a lot of these artists are trying harder to be cool than to be good. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, check me out. Like instead of trying to be thoughtful or meaningful, speak on that. Am yeah. I am I biased?
1: I, I think we are a little biased. Yeah, but I think it's true. There just seems to be a lot more shallowness I and. Mean, but there's always
0: going to be good artists like and Adele and mm-hmm. Billie Eilish who are doing deeper shit. Yeah, but I don't know. As a it's rule, just, though, it feels like a bunch of you know, both like a shallow bullshit. It does. And is I, that because we've become a shallow? Sort of narcissistic culture, and that and that speaks to that, and that kind of probably maybe they understand their audience better. That mm-hmm. shallow narcissism, that desire to be cool, that desire to be everybody wants to be buff, everybody wants to be shredded, everybody wants to be thin, everybody wants to have big dicks and big boobs. It's like good grief, get over it, you know?
1: Yeah, I think we're not you're allowed right. to have I flaws that anymore. Is, that is a shallowness of society. But then I see people
0: like, you know, like I don't like the weekends music. I don't even like uh Post Malone. In fact, I still think Post Malone is uh like works for the UPS or the US Postal Service. I don't know who what a Post Malone is. <laughs> All I do know is that when I see commercials of them in commercials I'm like they seem like nice guys. So, I'm not a hater, drinking yeah. the haterade, but I don't relate to their music.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's probably <clears throat> A generational thing. Well, like and Our just, parents didn't relate to our music. Or- well, and it
0: just feels like rock music died, man. What I happened? I don't know. I mean, I when really when I have to go backwards just to hear rock music,
1: mm-hmm. and, and
0: and then a lot of my friends, like my metalhead friend, would say, he'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? There's this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And so there, it is out there, yeah. but I, I don't know. It just feels like a bunch of recycled stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a Trey,
0: who's just trying to be slipknot and corn mixed with a little bit of uh, you know, whatever, right. you know, yeah. it just feels and and I guess I don't know. I mean,
1: maybe Again, because it's generational, I think. Yeah, it's you always feel I'm just old. most connected <laughs> to your own <clears throat> things that came out at a certain point in your life. I think you're but.
0: right. I think we get to a certain age where we just hearken for the music that we loved when we were at our best,
1: mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, because I don't mean to be a hater, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it's getting harder to find music I can relate to. Yeah, you know.
1: But then again, younger kids seem to find stuff that they really relate to, and they're always listening to. Do they stuff their, Do they? yeah? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, so. and that's why it's to each their own. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no mm-hmm. hater. You know, mm-hmm. I just, but I'm gonna go back and listen to. Motley Crue and Allison Chains and Guns and Roses mm-hmm. because gosh darn it I miss it.
1: Exactly. You know? Although, you know, my band Drain Drain, <clears> they're still making music. So
0: Yeah, so is Allison Chains, <laughs> man. I know. I know, I love it. I do love that a lot of my bands are like, you know, in their sixties still kicking ass. I'm like, mm-hmm. hell's yeah, Metallica. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So for number eight, I have climate change, less rain, droughts, oh, yeah. forest fires, That's, ice mm-hmm. caps melting, floods extreme weather events
1: that's absolutely
0: i remember in california when i was a kid i have memories now nostalgia does have beer goggles and that's what we're going to talk about after these lists are done but we're going to talk about what it is to what extent it's real and what extent it's sort of made up in our own mind in our own mind's eye but i do remember as a child it raining in california
1: but then again we just had
0: a great rain down there so yeah one i know
1: yeah, that's and that's, that is definitely not beer goggles. It used to rain a hell of a lot more in California. Thank so you. I, just... I didn't think it was just me. No, because there used to be... I remember there used to be a winter. It used to rain a lot during winter. Yeah, and well, and I remember it, it rained here anymore.
0: in Oregon a lot more. It's more, yeah. I mean, I remember when we moved here in 2013, it was raining like a, like a motherfucker. Remember the rains we would get up in Vancouver near Portland? Mm-hmm. And now yeah. it's like, oh, thank God it rained. Or I remember yeah. a couple winters ago it was like dry as fuck we didn't get any rain in in the whole winter yeah but now it seems like hopefully it the ebb and flow flow the ebb and what's (laughs) ebb and (laughs) (laughs)
1: and flow thank you ebb and flow yeah it
0: does feel like that ebb and flow we'll get like extreme droughts and then we get forest Mm -hmm. fires every year and so speak on that what do you think do you think? I mean, obviously, climate change is real, but mm-hmm. to what extent? I mean, because they like to say that these patterns are just natural. No, the extreme weather events. There are
1: some patterns mm. that are. I don't but, think they understand but not the extremeness. They
0: don't understand yet. the extremeness. Yeah, no. extreme drought followed by extreme yeah, rains. Like That's talking, not indicative of normal weather.
1: With a hurricane mm-hmm. that happened, I don't know, last year, a couple months ago. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. it was literally the biggest one that had happened ever. That's not something you're exaggerating and it's not
0: normal to have forest fires every single year
1: not to the extent that they are not to the extent that it
0: is Mm -hmm. yeah because it's ridiculous so
1: no it's it's not something Mm -hmm. you're exaggerating
0: okay good yeah yeah i didn't (laughs) think so because yeah i mean if we don't get climate change under control we're gonna have to live with that and that means dirtier air dirtier water less water less air Mm mm-hmm you know, yeah. we can't take for granted that this planet is going to forever cleanse our sins. Yeah. We have to depend on putting less burden on Mother Nature, on Mother Earth, so that she doesn't have to live <clears throat> up to our burden of constantly pulling resources from the Earth that can't be maintained. And so, yeah. I want to see us get into a sustainable habits that'll keep our Mother Earth happy and therefore keep all of us happy with Plenty of water, plenty of sunshine, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why it's such a bad thing to finally get rid of combustion engines, and all the things that are polluting our, our, our air and waterways. It's not,
1: it's politics. Oh, that just reminds me they actually, whatever world meeting they're having right now, they've actually come to an agreement that poorer countries like these India and these countries that yeah. don't produce all of the the bad stuff that's making climate change, but are yeah. feeling the brunt of it. Oh yeah. There's actually they're trying to put into some type of plans that richer nations like China. Pay and the a United disproportionate, States, pay higher
0: a, proportion based on their carbon pay, carbon pollution.
1: Or they give money to these com- to these oh, countries because so these they poor can countries it. that don't contribute to the climate right. change are bearing the brunt of it with these weather things. Like in Pakistan, I believe it was, they had this horrible flooding that has never happened before and it was because of climate change they don't put all that shit into the environment it's coming but from somewhere else it, right so right that makes a, sense yeah i think it should be
0: proportionate to like you know i know that new york city is a mass polluter and then uh up in nova scotia they're like <coughs> hey hey eh?
1: yeah you think you could right. settle down down there <laughs> exactly. you know so, so yeah I-, I
0: do believe that it's not fair for smaller poorer, more rural areas to have to pay the brunt Mm -hmm. of our sins of of inaction. So, yeah, yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know a lot about that yet. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, but that's good that they're thinking about that. Yeah, Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah.